0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. We're getting into the Queensland Carnival type of thing and we're going to have Alex again this week. He's going to be joining us for the second half of the show as he did last week. We discussed uh, the big ones up there in Dooman, the Dooman 10,000 where Giga Kick firmly stamped his place in uh, the sprinting game. Uh, this week it's Doom and Cup, it is uh, Zaki taking on to the likes of Wetdoor and Kovalika, there's ones in Adelaide and all around Australia. As we do, we'll be looking pretty firmly in New South Wales, that's our forte, that's where we do our most of our form, and then we get Alex on to have a crack at uh, probably the Quaddy legs in Queensland and then any others he kind of likes as well. Uh, if you're new to us... We pretty much focus on New South Wales racing, with uh, a sprinkle of other things around Australia. Uh, we are, we all work in the industry two of the other, two of the boys that come on they're both sky racing and tab i am moved over to arrival <laughs> i used to work there i am a uh work at bet 365 so we are well versed in the punting game and how it all works uh my name's zach and i'm going to get the boys on just before the footy we are recording thursday evening as i welcome in tommy and Coe. tommy how's it going
1: yeah mate it was um good week racing from dunban and scone actually um it, it feels like racing's quite, uh, quite down a bit, but it's actually... We're still in a couple of weeks while Brizzy's still going where we've got some good uh, horses running and um, lead up to Ascot as well um, overseas. So still some good horse racing while the um, weather's getting a bit cold. But yeah, winners to be found.
0: It was good last week when we did uh, the Scone... Carnival, and then we did Queensland. But um, you had a couple of races, horses running at Scone. You had a first starter that you tipped, and you said, "Look, it looked um pretty good. It's worth definitely an each way play." And it saluted. It was on the drift. The Lou Mary train, Chad Schofield aboard, jumped at about twenty five bucks. Takes out the first.
1: I did say like it had it had a gallop with a couple of good Rodney Northern horses, and we're a bit we're a bit um knocked by the gallop because they sort of put a couple of lengths on a and then we realised who they were, and they're like um, Spirinac and High Cordu, who's qualified for a big dance. And thought, oh, maybe, maybe um, it will go all right. the uh, French trainer debuting a horse at thirteen hundred, which was um, very European. And I don't know, maybe even a country championship horse going forward. I think we'll have another run in a couple of weeks. See how it goes. It was very positive win, and uh, Chad was um, rode it, rode him well, and yeah, it was good. I think uh, it- also. Tipped into Love Shuck as well, uh, guys, last week as well. I was really keen on Love Shuck and um, it, it just got home and survived the protest as well. But I I definitely thought Love Shuck was a good horse going forward as well.
0: Yeah, Love Shuck took out somewhere in the middle of the card at about 6 bucks. Um, just on Hey Siri, it's probably up there with the most annoying name. I, the amount of times that I said it at work and my phone just asked me, What? And then, like, other guys around the office, I heard them say it a few times, and their phones started, like, Siri started talking back to them, but... Fun. Actually, um, so Dad,
1: thought, Dad thought they might actually make us change it, so it's obviously by Dane Siri,
0: Yeah.
1: Dane Siri or Dane Siri and H-A-Y for the horses, and um, it's funny, when we were talking about it as well, my voice was setting my old man's phone <laughs> off as well, so he actually thought, yeah, they might make us change it, because uh, you don't want to hear Flindle or someone else calling it, and... The phone, phone off. go off in the background but um yeah no it's, it's i think it's well named and a lot of i think it's got a catchy name actually a few people onto it as well and actually talks to a couple of people in scone who did back it just because um them or their partners or whatever always are just walking around the house going hey siri hey siri yeah i know um my uh, ellen my partner she my fiance she's got like um all these light bulbs screwed in the house now. So she just, we got a little Alexa and she'll just go, Alexa, turn off bedroom light or Alexa, yeah. turn on lamp. And yeah, it's technology these days. It's
0: amazing. coe um, you were up in Doombin, which was, uh, looked like a pretty nice day. Um, I believe maybe Ash, who listens to the podcast, might've popped in the, you had a share in Prince of Boom, which ran okay. I mean, it ran okay against some superstars, but um, how was Doombin, mate? What was it like up there?
2: Mate, uh, great little track Um Great day of racing, really it, just, it was just good to be out on track And time flies when you're up there And, yeah, I'm glad that the uh, the rain wasn't a part of it uh, There was little murmurs that, you know, we might get a little dribs and drabs And that would have, it wouldn't have tarnished the day But at the same time, would have been a hindrance But, yeah, great racing all round Great to see Giga Kick um, do what he does And... I'm excited for him to return as a four-year-old next season and he's a, he's real exciting. And I mean, he is a gorgeous horse to look at. So, wow. Like yeah. what he, what he did on Saturday was no easy feat. I know his price probably suggested that he, it should be an easy feat, but you know, uh, he's gone back to back group ones now. He's won a tab Everest. He's, His resume is growing, growing, growing. Unfortunately, he is a gelding, but at the same time, that means that we get to see him run around a lot longer than a lot of these boys will ever run. So... We might have a a star in the making or a superstar in the making, should I say, and we've got a lot of time to enjoy him.
0: And Clayton came out saying he was pretty optimistic with some of the big races he's planning on spring, so there is some serious prize money they are chasing uh, come the later ends of the year. But I thought in the same race, I thought Overpass and Mazu were enormous. That was my trifecta. I stood out giga kick and had those two, but um, I thought Overpass was really good and Mazu just keeps running strong, so... Giga Kick is an absolute star. I would love to see. I wish i win in there sometime, but anyway. Uh, well, we got Rose Hill this week. Um, speaking of Sydney racing, we mentioned yesterday that uh, there's more prize money increases for likes of the Big Dance and whatnot, and then prize money is decreasing in Victoria. Is that right, Coie? Am I? You guys mentioned that yesterday. I hadn't really heard it.
2: And so with Victoria, we'll start with Victoria because that's the more topical thing uh wagering's down in victoria which seems unusual but uh they can't merit uh the amount that they are spending on prize money across the board so there is talks of i'm not sure what the how big the decrease is but saying that even if it's a thousand across the board for every race that's that's a couple of million right there so like it can hit hard pretty quickly um And a lot of the people, especially like the what's his name, Jonathan Munns, who's a part of the Trainers Association, or he's is well involved with the like Racing Victoria sort of things. Uh, He stated that there's too many too many people interested in, let's say, All Star Mile was the example he used. Um, Why are we spending? I think it's something close to about five to seven million, whatever it's worth, on those races when we could be funding. You know, two of the five million to elsewhere to justify country racing, provincial racing, so forth. And I totally get it. Like, I think if you're an owner down in Victoria, you'd be frustrated, right? Because uh, why would we race down there when New South Wales is absolutely gone stress the yeah. strength, and Queensland's much the same. The, the they're growing as well. Their wagering's higher. Uh, everything's mapping up for them to have higher prize money as well. So. What was once the home of, I guess, Thoroughbred Racing, Victoria, um, it's interesting to see that wagering is down. Um, it, it's a shame, but I'd say Racing Victoria and everyone else, every connection involved down there will start thinking about a lot more about where to stable, where to move their horse. I think we will see a little bit of movement and, you know, we've seen Kieran Maher and Eustace, Buy bong or lease out bong bong for a full facility where it can house up to about 100 horses, I believe, um, to be close to the Sydney uh, circuit. So that's like it that suggests to me that he, they're thinking of kind of not moving completely out of Victoria, but why would we have more horses down in Victoria when the prize money and the, the amount of races that we have in New South Wales? It's so much more than Victoria. So there is change coming. It's interesting. Um, There's more to come, obviously. And I guess if there's one thing to touch, you said the big dance and country championships and provincial midway, Mm -hmm. they've got a boost because I think the country cups, which are big dance eligible, um, the wagering side of things have been really strong because a lot of the city horses have been targeting these because – who the hell doesn't want to win 2 million, which is now 3 million coming this year. It's wild. It's wild, right? But the wagering behind the scenes for those eligibility races have been really, really strong because they've been strong betting races. So if there were any race that could get the ultimate bump, those three can be justified because a lot of these Sydney, Sydney trainers slash provincial trainers target these races try and claim big prize money and ultimately try and get the, I guess the big pot of gold at the end. So totally justified on my end.
0: So the big dance is worth 3 million and like the group one, and Cup is a million this weekend. Just shows how good fucking New South Wales is going. All right. Um, let's go into Rose Hill and, uh, We'll start it off race one, 1,200 metre. Celestial Legend, uh, it's come in a couple of cents. Uh, Dylan Gibbons is aboard. It's drawn two. Um, it's 3 bucks, 350 into three fifty into $3.00. Looks pretty good. Joey Dior is there at four eighty. Nearly half that's its quote. Opened eights. Namesake, great name. 5 bucks we got there. Regan is aboard. Jaggett. Cool name. Uh, $6.00, pretty firm. And then we're doubles figures for a bunch of the others. Uh Decent deduction there, Makina, 11 cents. So, some of those moves take into account that. Tommy, uh, anything for
1: the first, mate? Uh, mate, I'd, I'd like to try a Jagged. I thought there was a bit of a wrap. Could have run midweek. Would have been a big chance, but decided to run on the Saturday. So, I'll go with Jagged with the first starters after trailing nicely. Where
0: yeah, are you, Cody?
1: Uh,
2: it's a tricky one, once again, with these two-year-olds, because you just haven't... There's quite a few untried, Jagged being one, Joey Dior being another... Takes on trust for me, um, especially when two runners most prominent prominent in the market, so Namesake and Celestial Legend, have had the the start next to their name. They're both run against decent opposition. Well, especially Namesake with Chrisey form. Uh, he could be a horse that could figure in the uh, the Winter Carnival. I'm not sure if Wallace thinking of stepping him up into Group One company, but there's plenty of two-year-old racing up in Queensland, so I'd say it would be heading there and. If that reads well, I'd say Namesake will be right up there. And Celestial Legend was shadowed out by a $3 million commodity in Kudinsky Abstract. So uh, I think it warrants respect and one and a half kilos off with Dylan. So I I reckon the Quinella's the play here between the two. Um, I couldn't really separate the two, but Namesake and Celestial Legend for the Quinella.
0: Okay, Cornella in. The first, we go to the Midway, uh, 1,400 metres, benchmark 72. We got Kaima, equal favourites with Mayrose. So, Kaima, Regan's aboard, 650 to 550. Likewise is Mayrose. So, Mayrose is a Sarge horse. I think it won a Midway, two starts back, if I remember quite I know it did win. I think it was Midway. Um, we got. Diamond Diesel at sixes. We got Uzziah that uh, ran a couple... I thought it ran pretty good at um, Scone. That's at 10s. The rest of these are all at 10s as well. I See Things has always been one of mine as well. Rachel's aboard. It's run a bunch of placings recently, and then we're pretty big odds for the rest of them. Miss Einstein's even there with Chad riding. Uh, nothing else jumping out at me. Tommy, anything in the midway?
1: There's uh, Just specking one at odds, I reckon... Um Bernie Need, I thought run was okay and will improve off that first up run. Jean Van Overmere's been riding pretty well here so far, so I think it's got a chance maybe even Verbeck, maybe not this star, maybe the next star, but in know with a low weight, Tyler Schiller are killing at the moment. Maybe just an each way on those two. Are
2: you king? Um, to start off with, I'm happy to oh, I know May Rose has got the, the writing on the wall and the form and everything else, but I think the track might be on the firmer side. Great class and distance record, but I just think the barriers are a little sticky. He'll settle worse midfield. Give a big head start for the leader. So I, I just think that I'm happy to just let him go. Kaima, on the other hand, I think should be the outright favourite. Uh, debut, Australian debut was last start, Rose Hill. Uh, the setup looks good. Looks to work in his favour. Second up, up to 1,400, drier surface. And I guess the form around. Cruel Summer and again looks to be one that you could follow, especially in a midway kind of grade. So I'd happily have him on top. And just a cheeky, smoky for me would be Donetta, the mayor qualified into the provincial midway final after running second behind Pearson. Uh Jenny Duggan knows this horse really well. We like Jenny when she comes into town. I see her kind of box setting or thereabouts. I think it would be up on speed. Last two starts are a forgive for me, so don't even look at it. Don't even watch the replays. I think it's just <laughs> it's just a bad run. Um, all things considered, though, I think it's in the right grades, and each way is on. So I'd put Kaima on top and Danetta for a little cheeky each way.
0: All right, Danetta is currently nineteen bucks it's on the drift too, so keep an eye on that. We go to the highway with a couple of these up the top have been running pretty consistently as well. Dollar Magic is uh. I think it had a win, yeah, had a win at Dubbo, then I ran a second and a first. So, this last couple of rounds have been pretty good. Likewise with Preemptory, Hannah Williams is riding for Danny Williams. That's coming off a win, two starts back in a highway as well, but a bunch of placings as well. Uh, Swift Charm is there. That is, what are we at? 8.50 in from 15, so a couple of bucks for it. Likewise, Sister Moon. And then anything else has been backed. Not really. Maybe a couple of bucks for All Gemini, but that's no jock tough one, Tommy, likewise, these are always big tough ones, the um highways, but those ones at the top have been running pretty consistent
1: yeah, a lot of a lot of win form between a few of these here. I don't mind chase my crown, I'd like to see it um uh yeah, in this in this highway, I think it'll run well, but even sister moon uh Keith Dryden can train a horse, and this one um I'm stringing a few together again, Tyler Schiller aboard, I think um undefeated, yeah. I, I been back too, yeah. So, um, low weight. I think, um, it might be a bit of a spec, but yeah, definitely could make a case. It's all i magic at preemptory. Are you pre
2: Preemptory, I just think where it maps, I just don't like it. I he is a go back type. The claim's good, but I think he might be find, found in a really sticky spot. And I mean, you're going to need the C's the to part and a lot of luck to find the front. So I'm just happy to let him go. Dollar Magic, definitely the one to beat. Winner of the Queen of the West at Dubbo last start. Slightly on the shorter side, 360 is probably as low as you probably want. Um, her prep this start, uh, this her prep this time around has been faultless or near enough anyway. Claim uh, 57 kilos, low draw, looks to settle closer at the speed. I think it'll get the right runs and it, it's so much upside about this horse chest, chase my crown. Tommy's already touched on the one that I wouldn't mind specking is it's on the drift, which worries me uh, at the longer price. Denny gal uh, from Terry Robinson's yard. Um, and you and I like Terry coming up the highway. You need to always tread carefully. He's got such a, a great record and a placement with these ha- uh, highways. And this mare could be the slightly the forgotten one. Um, She'll be fourth up, rock hard fit. Uh, I reckon that strong fifth behind Remlap's commander was a good enough form line to follow. She was kind of stuck in scrimmage out the back, and I, it almost felt like she was a run short. And, you know, I think with the longest trade at Rose Hill, she looks to be the value player. So I'm happy to go each way, Denny Gale, but Dollar Magic will be hard to beat.
0: Okay. Good value for Coey, the last couple as well. All right, we got race number four, Handicap, Devil's Throat. Had a couple of bucks pretty quick for it, too. Reese Jones for the Snowdens at sevens into fives. It's first up, hasn't had a run for 150 days or so. We got Robusto there, being well back. Brett Preble, nines into six dollars. We got, I don't even know how to say this O'Shea horse, Chalade. don't know. Chalaled. Yeah. Uh 950 into 650. Conrad was a horse that I kind of like, and it ran really well at a Canterbury midweek meeting, oh God, maybe two weeks ago. Thought it was a good win. Um, there's a couple of horses there that are, they're pretty much all in the market, to be honest. Cruel Summer is probably the only one that's been drifting. Mars Missions, one horse, horses, one races back. Uh, other preps, uh, Will Rocks there at 850, and then your Battleton and Victory Lane. So they're all pretty much in the market, bar Cruel Summer, who has been friendless, Tommy, but hard one to land on.
1: Yeah, it is a bit, a bit tricky. Uh, very open race. Normally a bit of a Robusto fan, and if they're a bit more speed, I probably would be uh, with it here. But uh, looking at the map, I don't think there's a ton of it. I actually think Conrad might get an easy lead. I mean, Devil's Throat probably be around there with that soft draw and Chile might come across. But I don't mind Conrad Uh, from that wide gate. I reckon he could find the front and have it fairly easy. So I think... um, Jasper Franklin claiming three on that big weight as well. I think the penny started to drop with um, Conrad getting that win, been running consistently. This prep, um, always known it's had talent and it just starting to grow a bit of a brain. So I don't mind Conrad here, but um, Chile, Chile definitely looks a danger. And same with Devil's Throat as well. Just see how they come back.
0: Well, you, coe do you think it's growing a brain?
1: it's hard
2: to say i mean that win was pretty good uh the drift slightly worries me um but saying that i think the the one horse that i just don't know how to read is the kiwi we will rock at the top 850 gets the claim of dylan i guess it's going to be a market and yard watch um he is a 20 1200 meter specialist so I can't imagine the connections bringing it over from New Zealand, coming for a picnic. I'm guessing they've got bigger targets in mind, probably heading north. So, definitely watch for it. Um, Battleton's definitely heading to Queensland. So, I'm not sure if the top weight's the real worry. Um, 11 bucks, so another drifter. Not for mine. Shalaled, I've been waiting for this horse to actually return. I, it was scratched out last week, I think, if I recall. Um Looks perfectly placed for a first start up here. Um, was rock solid in stakes grade and he drops way down in class this start. Is back to benchmark grade and you know what? I think it's a perfect starting point for the winter campaign. And I guess the other immediate danger is devil, Devil's Throat. He might get an absolute picnic up front along with Conrad. But... I'm going to make Shaloud one of the better bets of the day. I think it's 6.50. I think it's a really good bet. So I'm following Shaloud in here.
0: Okay, Shaleald. Uh 2,000 metre race is race number five, a 72. We got uh, we got a couple of scratchings here. So don't. I'm not going to go into what they've opened and what they've moved. There's about 25 cent deductions. So well-supported tradition. Take away the deductions. It has been well-supported. Chad Schofield's riding for and, Uh Last prep, it took a couple of runs to get going and it's had two starts now. So... That's the favourite. got got Ann there for Trent Buston and Natty Young. Five bucks. we got Domingo Dylan's riding, claiming at one and a half at five fifty. we got Territory Express, Robbie Dolan at 11. So we're double figures for the rest. I'm trying to see if anything's worth a mention money-wise. Not really. Uh, this favourite seems well-supported, Tommy, and it looks like a bit of an outright one on the top. Yeah,
1: interesting. I think it's the only good old from running in Sydney um, for the day. So very interesting there. I'm probably leaning towards Domingo. I think Domingo, Domingo and uh, and both coming from Group 1's the last couple of starts. And um, I think Domingo is ready to win a big race here too. I mean, it's come out of, um, come out of the Group 1, 2 starts to go and ran really well at Canterbury last start. Uh, yeah, I, I've got to be with it here. I think just at the distance, it, it's it's um, it looks the winner for me. Starian was a good run in the South Australian um, of the Australasian Oaks in Morfordville, but I just, I just wonder about the form there. And tradition, you've got to think um, when they do back the Godolphin horses, there might be a bit of mail, and it's, its run was pretty good, but I'm leaning towards Domingo.
0: All right. Tommy, Tommy's gone 550 for Domingo. Kelly, where are you?
1: I'm
2: going to go with Staryon. I think I'm in agreement with uh, Tommy with tradition. Uh, I mean, I think it sets up well for the Royal Blue Stayer. Um Two starts to date thus far this prep has been probably too short on the trip. So stepping up to the 2000 looks ideal. Where are won over 1900 twice last prep. So stepping up to 2000 probably fits perfectly. Um, but the slight weather watch for me, Definitely wants to be on top of the ground. It's two wins. We're both on good surfaces. If it does lurk around that soft five, uh, probably, I don't think I want to be on it. I think it wants to be on a tarmac, this horse. Uh, uh, especially at the current price, I'm happy to, to just leave him out. Um, as for Starian, Tommy's already touched on it. I think just the Australasian Oaks is an interesting form line to follow, but it, at the end of the day, it is a group one. Um, it, did uh, it did catch tiring legs late and ran on really well? I think it could easily run up to twenty four hundred. This horse, uh, but the connections have decided let's stick with the two thousand and then coming up the highway for it. So I, I definitely think that price point is perfect. And Domingo, Tommy's already touched on it. I think that it, I think the biggest upside of Domingo is that it could get a picnic up front. It could steal it early and stack him up and just go for home. So Domingo's. Definitely the danger for me, but Starian on top. Okay,
0: Koei with Starian. Race 6 is a 1500 meter 72. Rediner is the favourite. It's 270. Jasper Franklin aboard. He's got a few good rides, uh, claiming three for Waller. Money from the Skies there. Jenny Duggan is riding. Had a good win at Rose Hill uh, last start, which was a good one. I think I was on it. Money Token Capitalist is there. It's about six bucks. It's also coming off a win at Gosford. Lekvate. Like uh, there's been a few talk about this horse the last two starts and to be honest i can't remember how it went i don't think it did too well but it's going to be third up this prep we got dream hour at nine dollars for the Lee stable and then we're a bunch of others at about 20 so i don't know this Redina looks like it's been pretty well supported tommy
1: talking to someone from the tab today he actually said there's been more money on this horse than anything else uh combined on the whole meeting so um Rodina's been very well-backed, and yeah, I just went and watched that last race, um, its last run at CrossFit. You can see why. It's just absolutely flying, and I think it gets a similar run. And, um, yeah, just for Franklin climbing the three as well, I think it sets up really well here. I can't go against it. Token Capitalist um, did bet bit last start, but just a bit of a weight swing, like Vardy waiting for it to do something and just still hasn't. And Miss Madison maybe a bit of a knockout if... Um, perform at its best but i think um i think the favorite wins
0: you agree Coy?
2: <laughs> oh, i wish i was on it when net markets open because the traders definitely got it wrong um they opened at 650 and now it's 270 and this is why i've tipped against it i think rodina is definitely the bet like it not the bet but it's it looks the clear standout for me i think that run at gosford looks tip top um It'll appreciate going from Gosford to Rose Hill. Everything looks to map perfectly. That longer straight at Rose Hill is going to do a wonder for a lot of these horses in this meeting. So I think everything does map well. Three kilo claim, strength, strong form lines that Gosford meeting. It's just the price that's a little bit short. Um, so I'm just going to shop around. And I I just have to follow Old Mate in again and just follow Money from the Sky again. Just It just... It, it was very satisfying watching him win last start because I've been pretty much on him through and through, and it. The gelding's going to stay in the same grade this week. It's going to be penalised five and a half, obviously for the the win, but winning form's good form, and you know what, the price I think is good five fifty. I think it's very backable. I can't see him shortening up or drifting out, but yeah, at that price point, which is double of Redenas, I'm happy to probably have something on uh money from the sky on the nose but i reckon the quinella will be those two rudina and money from the sky and quick mention of like it's going to be seven and a half kilos up for this mare and after that gallant seventh in the dark jewel and I, I don't know i think the weight's going to really get to the bottom of this horse and i just don't want to be on it this start so i'd happy to go money from the sky and rudina as a quinella as well
0: okay all right, we go to the first leg of the Quaddy. It's a 2,400-meter-distant race. Benchmark 78. And Union Gap is favorite, but it's on the drift. Uh, Alicia Collett is getting the ride for Kieran Ma. Uh, 290 out to 360. Jasper Franklin is back again. He's got a horse that's been $8 into fives. Well-supported. He's claiming three, and that's Al-Abar. Abir. Uh, Look, it's coming off two seconds and two first, so it's in pretty good form. It's running well. We go to Strawberry Rocket, eight fifty, outlandos slight drift out to ten bucks. We've got double figures for achieved. DeMarque Sir Lamrock Oz legend. Nothing at odds has been touched really. But Tommy, this uh one Jasper Franklin's got himself some good rides on Saturday.
1: Yeah he does. He um, he talked about wanting to be uh champion and apprentice in a couple of years, but he's um Already riding for the likes of Waller and Bjorn, so um he, I think he said in an article. Yeah, he's ready to ready to take a couple of races um this weekend. So keen to see how he goes to these big stables. Um, Mark Needham was the one to bring him to town, and Mark um have his last runner on Saturday in Brisbane. So uh, it's good to see he's getting some support elsewhere. Saying that, I think um there's there's a few Kiwis in this race um that are going to be hard to beat. One being Union Gap. The former Kiwis um, Been impressive the last couple of runs And very keen to see it go around here I think it's um, deserve a favourite and still getting 360 I don't mind that too much um, Yeah the other two Kiwis coming out of the same race Herself and Achieve And um, Achieve Doing pretty well The The trainers know when to bring one over They um, they had a really good carnival And been, been bringing over A few good ones so to see it coming out of a rating seventy four over there though and um if we get a bit of weather it might feel at home too so a bit of a watch on it Sir Lamarack was a bit yeah disappointing at Gosford but still still run wasn't too far away from the finish so uh interesting to see it and you can make a case for a few others but I'll go with a favorite union gap goey. Okay. Um,
2: two that I want to back is Ella Beer and Sir Lamarack. Uh, Tommy's already touched on the chief. I think it's going to be a massive weather and yard watch for it because Rod, uh, Roger James and Robert Wellwood, uh, they're notorious for bringing one over and somehow pantsing us Aussies. So, um, definitely a market watch as well. Um, comes back down to Sydney after a long stand up in Sunshine State and, Waller's great at placing these kind of horses because he's obviously aware that it's not a carnival type, but the racing down in Sydney fits perfectly for this. Got a decent SP profile, five bucks or thereabouts right now, which is extremely backable, I think. And after Jasper's claim, the 2400 should not be a problem, so definitely can entertain. Uh, Union Gap, definitely I, I can make merits about it. Tommy already has touched on it. And Sir Lamarack. I think that Gosford run was actually a lot of people are going to watch it and be like, "Oh, yeah, a little bit disappointing." But it actually gets not checked, but it kind of gets squeezed out of a run because it, you know, it's rounding up for home, um, and then it gets hampered for a stride or two when it's really building up the revs, and that's just at the peak of like the apex of the turn, where you know, at Gosford, you've got about 200 meters from that turn to the finishing post, so you're you really Want to be, you know, close to ninety percent revs at that stage, and it definitely gets held up a touch. So I reckon it's a little bit of a forgive, and I know that it might have been home truths on that occasion, but I think it would have figured a lot closer, probably second or third. I think it would have been within the money, so I can forgive him on that run. And the current quote speaks for itself. I think it is. I don't know. A lot of people have kind of missed it a little bit, so I think it's very backable each way right now, but. I think Elabir's form really sticks out to me.
0: All right. Uh, L. B. race number eight. It's a 1,500-meter benchmark, 88. And no jock on the favourite, which... This is Democracy
2: Manifest.
0: Good timing while I was doing that. He's no jock. I don't know what's going on, but he's...
2: Barrier 21.
0: Is that, or 19, or it's in 19 now, but you reckon it's going to be scratched?
2: I'd say so. I mean, it was dual nommed for this race and the BRC sprint, but it got balloted out because of its rating points.
0: Wow. Okay. All right, so likely probably not going to run. So expect deductions here, but substantial uh, is five fifty. Good horse. Uh, I think this is dual win. Substantial five fifty. KOB is there, no jock as well. Drawn wide for dollars six fifty. Eleven bucks into sevens is Catelli. Tommy Sherry's aboard for John O'Shea. Tony B is there for Waller at tens. That's twenty ones into tens. By the way, so that's had a couple of bucks for it. Likewise, is Bazooka, no jock as well there. David Payne. Uh, look market seems to be all over the shop with um a lot of <laughs> no jocks but um Tommy can you inform us any better
1: uh, yeah i would i would have been keen on either Kobe or democracy manifest i think um, democracy was a bit uh fight for second up but um been known to do that but yeah from a wide gate, and with K- K-O-B, um not likely to run here to healy look i think I'm left with it. It looks um, looks a very winnable race for it, but the other one at a bit of a price. I think it's Niffler, not bad first up form at home. Limogorian for Chris Waller. I think it's fresh and track form's um, pretty good, so it could um, it could sneak a race here. You've drawn a really good gate as well. So especially if Waller's going to str- uh, scratch Democracy Manifest, I think he might be able to win it with Niff- Niffler.
0: Mm. It's a tough one. Koi, can you make anything in this market? There's quite a few here that might not be running.
1: It's a tricky
2: one because you don't really want to... I'm in two minds of when to back because Democracy Manifest looks likely to scratch. It's the current favourite. So there's got to be deductions. Big deductions. So, And I just don't know when to pull the trigger, so to speak. Um, as for the race itself, uh, Tommy makes a great case with Nifla. Runs well fresh, very competitive at this grade. Don't read too much into the lead-up trials. It was just light work. It's just how he always trials. Draws well, so should sit closer and super versatile on track conditions. So with all that considered, great price. Definitely a knockout for the Quaddy. Stick him in there because he will probably be a bold showing. Outside of that, Kota Healy, little queries over 1,500 metres. Last start was a bit of a forgive, began awkwardly. Was settled in like a three wide no cover position for the first two and a half furlongs, but still managed to close off what like it was only 1.7 lengths behind the winner. So it looks to map better this start without using too much energy on a dry surface, which he prefers. Uh, high court, uh, I didn't know what to do with this horse. I know Chris Court's a big fan of this horse. <laughs> um, that Banjo commando hunt forms pretty strong, especially after commando hunt's win at Scone. Banjo's prior record running in town or in the country is strong so one that's definitely he's a classic country galloper who's above the odds and could have a chance to win its first win in town so another one for the quaddie at odds but I really want to be on substantial Uh, I I, I don't pick too many Queensland form horses but I've kind of gone almost back to back with Alabier and uh, this substantial but it was a this UK import was close behind Antino, who was the favourite in the all-in markets for the BRC sprint on Saturday. And due to his ratings, he got balloted out, which is remarkable. And we'll talk about that more with Nolsey. But uh, he looks to fit perfectly into this race, map, and everything else. I think he'll be about three pairs back, pushed into the clear, about two flo- two furlongs out, 1,500 metres and soft to good deck. is shouldn't be an issue. I think it's the bet. So I want to be on substantial, but the other three would not surprise me at a price.
0: Okay, substantial. We go to race nine. 2,000 metres It's the Lord Mayor's Cup, the main race of the day. And Navajo Peak is uh, the $5 favourite. Slight drift. It was 4.60, but it got out to six, and now it's fives. Uh, been running very consistently in its last four starts. It's either run first or second. Uh, well, I might leave the name to Tommy. He's got more of a French flavour than me, but the Annabelle Horse is 6.50. Wicklow, coming off a pretty solid win. It's drawn wide. Um, I think it won the Wagga something. Wagga Gold probably. Cup, probably. Yeah, the Gold Cup was a really good win. That was at uh, it's 15s into seven, so it's been pounded. Thalassophile is there. A couple of bucks in $11 into seven. Dylan's getting the ride. Lord Ardmore is there. Drawn 11 has been a bit disappointing, I can must say. I've been backing it most times. Esther Fenny, no idea how Tommy backed it last start at 30s. That did my head in, but somehow won at Gosford. And then there's a few others there at odds that nah, much has been going on. Maybe a couple of bucks for Pink Ivory. Uh, Tommy, where did you land and how did you back Esther Fenny when it ran?
1: Um, I'd i love I'm gonna be on SCF anywhere ever it goes. It's not Vidombin too, but um no, I'd just been a fan of the horse. Uh it just hadn't it been running well without winning and um last start I think Duff uh Chantel, Ali Mosley and Corey Brown all said just how how good he looked when he got to the yard. So I, I'd sort of given up after last prep, after backing him and he looked good, but um no, i thought i thought everyone was saying how good he looked i had to have something on him and he wanted a big price so um if he's looking good and he's running good i'm going to be with him again so uh, he's not for the german cup and this race german cup he's paying 71 dollars but um i think this is a much more winnable race so i'd love to see him go here and win it if he doesn't i think we close a great chance won the waga gold cup and um Great Rose Hill form, Preble's on. um, Yeah, really, really big fan. And, yeah, Waller at home just um, loves these races. And this is Wicklow's uh, time to shine, as he has in the past couple of years, winning winning races around these meetings. So Wicklow for me, um, if Esty Fenny doesn't run. But Navajo Peak was good without winning last start. And Jean is very close to a win. It, It could be his race.
0: All right. Coy where'd you land and if you did are you happy taking seven's Wicklow when it was
2: 15s that's one well I've written it down I've missed the price on that one but I think seven is still very respectable I think in this race genuinely you could have 10 guesses and still miss it's wide open um the two biggest form lines for this race is obviously the Gosford cup and the wagga gold Cup that uh I think about 10 runners eight runners coming out of thereabouts anyway um even last year's when a hopeful's in it. So it's it's a real as uh Tommy will probably word it, a humdinger of an affair. Um one of the greats. Est Estevenny is an interesting one though. Twelve bucks it still sits at, and I think just twelve bucks is so I mean, I don't know what the the bookies have against him, but twelve bucks is still very backable. Like genuinely. I mean yeah, I get it. The horse hadn't won since October 2018, disregarding, disregarding last start. But if you really do a deep dive on the horse, it comes out of pretty strong listed features and wait for age races like the Durban Cup and the Q22 and so forth, right? So in terms of the class of horse that he's been up against, I mean, it's none of these horses in this field have gotten gone up against the likes of Zaki and such. So... If you were to really look into it, I mean, it's no surprise that he was due to win something like the Gosford Gold Cup. It was just a matter of when. <laughs> and he finally got the wood over his rivals. So can I see him doing it again this start? I don't think so. He's, you know, he's well-weighted again. 2,000 metres around Rose Hill looks ideal. And the price is great. So it's a definite each-way play for me. And I think Bayard John is the one I want to follow uh, off that same race. Second up, uh, oh, sorry, he was second up last start. He, it just looked like he peaked a little early. He had to, he started moving earlier because of that tight Gosford circuit. He started going about the 600-meter mark and he decided three wide, no cover whilst moving forward. And horses inside of it just slipped inside and pushed him right out to the outside fence, round rounding for home. And I think that really took a little bit of a toll on it. Um, like most horses do when you've got stayers going around it. So I can forgive that run. I think his closing splits would have been better if he were to come inside, but it's a lot of what ifs and buts. Uh, I think at 650 right now, he's the backable one. And yeah, I guess Navajo, Peak and Wicklow, Tommy's already touched on them. I think they're still great commodities for this. They might not place, they might win. I don't know. You could throw, yeah, like I said, 10 darts at this board and still miss, but I want to be on Wild John and Estee Fenny.
0: Okay, Estee Fenny. imagine if he goes again. All right, last of the day, 1,200 metres, and it's not an easy one. We've got Anne again, his favourite, uh, Brett Prewell for Pride at 6.50 into 5.50. We have Darolina Bell, nines into 7.50. Tyler's aboard for Matty Smith. Ja, Lady of Luxury, Jasper's riding, claiming three again for Bjorn. Nine bucks. We got winning verse at nine dollars. In a couple of dollars, Bitcoin baby. Pretty sure it won its last. Start. It's had a bit of a spell though. Uh, California surreal. Twelves into nines. Likewise with Miss Hellfire. Tom, your horse is running. Rita May. You can give us more info on that, and if that's going to go any good. Uh, pretty wild mirror view. Impulse control. They're all there as well. Quite a few of them have had a couple of bucks for them. Um, but and again, is on top. Tommy.
1: Yeah. Um and again, was a horse-dad bred as well. So, look, it's a harder race for me because I'd love to see Rita win. She's been consistent um, this prep. She draws a decent gate for the first time this prep too. So, at least you call it on. Look, I think she's got a huge chance. Um, and, and again, as well, just, just a really good run and hoping to see um, her win another race. The horses I'm worried about, one is Darylina Bell. I think she's a really good horse and a very winnable race here for her and Bitcoin Baby as well. Fresh record's good. And, uh, yeah, she's very consistent horse. has been racing um, probably at a level a bit higher than here and she's just starting to get going this prep. So they're the two worries for me, but cheer home, reader.
0: Okay. Kowie.
1: Yeah, I think Darylina Bell. I think the flag of honour form
2: is where I want to... I think that's the most consistent form. I think, um, she finished off strong second up and I'd see her just improving off that run. Um, she is one that will probably need luck in the run. She'll be out the back much like, and again, but the price is just far better. I think that's why I've gone Daryl and the bill. And again, Tommy and I were discussing this, but she's only had one, one win to her name. She's been great, but she's just a non winner. Um, and at the current quiet, you just, I, I can't back her. I just genuinely can't back her. So Daryl and the Bell's where I've settled. But yeah, the biggest dangers are probably Bitcoin baby and winning verse.
0: Um, all right. That is Rose Hill. Let's get uh, Alex. We have a decent Doombin Cup meeting coming up. All right. We welcome in Alex two weeks in a row. It was a cracking day on the weekend, seeing Giga Kick salute and Coe getting to be on the track. But um, mate, how'd you go? Did you enjoy the day? Did you salute any? Did you win?
3: Mate, thoroughly enjoyed the day, Ter- terrific day racing up here for our, our first group one day of the carnival. Um, look, uh, giga kick, um, short but sweet, uh, so had a result there but nowhere else. It was slim pickings um, for the rest of the day but, look, thoroughly enjoyable and, and plenty of pointers uh, moving
0: forward in the carnival. I did get one tip from the, uh, the one Darren Orr and it was R&T, I wonder why he tipped me that. I <laughs> wonder why you tipped me that, eh, old Daz? But, um, look, we're going to go the Doomin' card. Alex has done the first couple, and then Koei has done a lot of form for the others. So it's just going to be me and Alex for the first couple of races, mate. we got a Class 6 to kick things off for a mile. Rasu is there, J-Mac. It's always fun seeing J-Mac up north, and Nash is there. Timmy Clark's up there, but we got 340 for the Waller Runner. Sixes into 340, it's been smacked. 750 and 650, Wariri Falls, that's one of mine. Love Nash as well. Argyle Lane is there at fives. And then we've got some bigger odds as well, mate. Um, we go out to double figures and whatnot for the likes of Driver Deal, Bol Pedro, Canasta. Where'd you land, mate? Anything in the first?
3: I actually really enjoyed doing this race, Zach. I think Rousseau was one I really liked at the coast a couple of weeks ago, but came out mid-afternoon. Um, you go down to to Wariri Falls, always competitive in this sort of grade. Argyle Lane having his first crack at, the mile and the breeding suggests he'll get there obviously um uh, a close relation to incentivize drive a deal flying last prep and and can run this trip um and then right down the bottom a really interesting one in man behind the money uh runner for annabelle nisham having his second start in australia i looked at some of his races in the uk and um look probably weak races i'm, I'm going to suggest but Uh, won them really stylishly Um, and then I think he had a couple of excuses, worst part of the track first up when running at Rose Hill on that really heavy track, Um, goes to the mile now, drops right down in the weight, Sammy Collett rides from a good gate, $6.50, look probably not going to be putting my last penny on but if I was going to have a play in the race, I'd be probably looking at uh, at the niche and run a man behind the
0: money. All right, 6.50 you're getting for that. We go to race two and it's a class three. Brigantine is the fave. There's uh, about 12, 13 cents in so I'm not going to talk too much on Flux, but it seems to be a clear favourite. Jimmy Orman aboard for Godolphin, drawn pretty wide. you got Love, Loves me like a rock. That's drawn very wide. Malley on a board for the league stable. It's 4.60. Sunfall, a couple of bucks for it. Jaden Lloyd is there. And then you got, what else? Anything being backed at odds? Not overly. Where'd you land, mate? Race two.
3: Look, I think this is going to be one of my better bets of the day. Okay. There, there's a few danger signals, but Brigantine, um, this is the easiest race he's found in, in quite a long while. Um, class three, Plate conditions, he's just perfectly weighted. Um, he's weighted for win. Um, yeah, as I said, the barrier, barrier 14, he's got to navigate a bit of a tricky draw, but I thought he was pretty good in the ATC Cup at the Sunny Coast. He was back and wide from another another wide draw, um, but he only finished, what was it? I think 1.7 off, uh, off the eventual win of 15 rounds. It was a bit of a bunch finish, but I thought, a fairly decent uh, race for coming back into a Class 3. So, look, he should roll forward, find some sort of a spot under Jimmy Orman. He'll know how to play it and um, obviously the 13.50 at Doom and you've got a a pretty straight run before you get to the first turn. Um, Loves me like a rock. Really good winner in Class 2 company last start. Uh, Steps up a little bit again Um, and, again, drawn really wide but should be able to cross and, and find a forward position and, The one I thought was maybe a little bit over the odds would be Safe Work. Mm. Um, Really good competitor at the track and trip. Uh, Class three is sort of his grade. Um, And I didn't think his two efforts... Back this time over shorter distances hadn't been too bad but look to be honest um, probably just want to see how it plays out on the day I'd be happy with around that 240 that you can get at
0: the moment but Brigantine he, he looks the winner on paper yep hasn't found a soft race like this for a while so let's smack Brigantine race 3 is the Bill Carter Stakes the boys are going to join in now uh, Russian Alliance is coming off a stack of wins uh, picket fence I think it's about 5 Larry Cassidy aboard it's $4 dollars you got Queen of Dragons it's been smacked it's 12s into 480 uh, and they no deductions, so that's all coin abounding, drawing a bit wider. Jay Collard award for Heathcote at sixes. Certainly, can is there as well at eights, so and with double figures for the likes of Party for Two, McKeena, and Zia. Party for Two is a horse I backed in its last start against App and Girl, and I was pretty damn disappointed. Goes around at tens now. Alex, where'd you land?
3: Had a quick look at this one, Zachary. Um, the one I'm actually interested in won a uh two year old maiden at Ipswich last start. Um, Forgive me if I've got this uh, pronunciation wrong. A or a bone, yeah. um, cl- closely related to a, a horse that a, a very good friend of mine had uh, shares in, in. Boom, Sarah, um, <laughs> and uh, and um, I, I just really liked the way that that this filly um, found the line, and, and probably look probably a little bit of a weaker race. But um, the horse she beat, Sunny Days, he's sort of been around the mark in, in quite a lot of the two-year-old races in Queensland so far this season. And and she just really found the line strongly late. She draws nice and low. Benny Thompson rides and $18. Um, where I, I sort of found the, the horses coming up from Sydney sort of, Tricky to dissect. I think the price has just gone with with Queen of Dragons. She was she went course, up double yeah. double figures and got smashed straight away. And I can understand why. Um, that form around militarizers is, is pretty tasty. So look, around the $18 each way, a bone.
0: All right, love that. Uh Coie, what do you think, mate? Rex three?
2: Um, a lot of these babies are always tricky to dissect. I mean, I first and foremost, I had to check out Russian Alliance. Five wins on the trot, this and the other. It comes off a Yeah, you know, a close victory in the Ken Russell last start. I think it was a good enough uh, race and good enough win. Um, Whether it maps out well for him this time. I mean, barrier one's handy. I think Larry's been on board for the last two, uh, sorry, three or four starts. So he knows the horse really well. So probably the rightful favourite because he's been running in the circuit and he's won at Doomburn over the trip and everything else. I wish, oh, man, Queen of Dragons, as soon as I started doing the form late last night, I was just like, oh, God, it's been absolutely walloped. And I I don't know if I can take the quote anymore, but at the same time, uh, it, like Nelsie's already mentioned, definitely going to be a yard watch. If it looks tipped up in the yard, I reckon I might have a little little poke at it. But the one that I do want to touch is, I know you don't probably don't want to hear it, but I think Party for One is... Oh, God. Is a party for two. Sorry. Party. Oh, it yeah. could turn into a party. It could turn <laughs> into a party for one. after if it salutes. Yeah. Um, I just think that the thousand against App and Girl was just too sharp. I genuinely think so. I think it's, it needs further. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think the connections were talking about it wanting to go towards a golden slipper in this and the other. I know it's one over the 1,000 before, but that wasn't a little two-year-old maiden at the sunny coast. Then, you know, one, uh, Quasimodo is the only notable name in that Doombin second-up victory, and then after that, it's gone to a breed. Uh, sorry, a Blue Diamond Prelude for the girls came second behind Exploring, who seems like an exciting horse. And then the Blue Diamond, I mean, he was only lost by three lengths. It got, I think, he got chopped out about four fifty out, and it's come back over a thousand. Uh, I just think that twelve hundred looks to suit better. Barrier two it'll probably poke up behind the leaders or outside leader. I think, I think it maps really well. And I think it's a little bit of a forgotten horse at 10 bucks. So I'm, I'm inspecting a little each way on it. All
0: right, Tommy, anything to
1: add? Uh, I thought see, it was tough. First up, uh, first run uh, led and could lead from that wide barrier here. There is a little bit of speed, but I think um, it, it did have that gate, but to do what it did for uh, on its first run, I thought it was pretty impressive and could improve from that. And you get an $11 to find out. Um, I reckon Zia might give you a bit of a sight. And if um, there's a touch of leader bias, then Zia could definitely uh, be a bit of a knockout.
0: Okay, Zia, a bit of odds there as well. Uh, race four is the Pam O'Neill. It is over the mile. We've got street gossip as fave. It's uh Lloyd is aboard for Newnham. Had uh, a win. T- start to go at Doom, but I think. A um, couple of bucks for Frumos, though. Might be J-Mark Money. Who knows? It's 10s into 7s. We've got Prince Rani's. It's 7s as well. TikTok Queen, which was scratched from another race. It's running here. Uh Drawn Barrier 1 for Tony. It is 7.50. We go Pretty Amazing for Nash aboard, and we go Double Figures for the rest of them, even though likes the centrefire, is there? Uh Street Gossip is the favourite. Alex, have you landed there? Look, I think um,
3: she's probably the rightful favourite. Three-year-old filly down in the weights. Down in trip, which I think is probably the important thing. She might have just got a little bit of a stitch um, going up to the 1800 in the bracelet. I thought it was a really brave effort. um, And I don't mind the horses that beat her being a Renaissance woman and super chilled, as we'll we'll hear a bit later in the Roses. So um, probably finds herself in in a forward position, um, down in the weights, and she's got the upside in this race, I'd say.
2: Chloe. Happy to follow Nolsey in. Uh, I think, yeah, this will be a fairy, fairy tale finish for Mark Newnham. Um, I just think, yeah, low rock bottom weight. It's going back. Oh, sorry, it's stepping up. In, oh, I'm looking at the wrong horse altogether. Sorry. Um, but it's. I think everything maps well. Barrier nine seems a little bit tricky, but the minimum weight is just what's tracking me back. If she can replicate anything like the Princess Steaks, she will be hard to hold out. And the one that I wouldn't mind having a little slice of, I don't know if Nosey would agree, but is uh, TikTok Queen uh, who ran in the silk stocking last start. Behind uh, Sone by a length and a half, it was pretty much dead last coming into the 400 and then it just absolutely at home. I think there is a little bit more speed than anticipated over the mile trip here. So I think... Yeah, I think it's a sneaky little knockout chance. The Barrier one's a little bit sticky, but, yeah, I wouldn't mind a little bit on it. Tommy?
3: It's an interesting... Oh, yep,
2: go.
3: Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it's an interesting one because um, she beat RNT in that gateway going back to last prep and Antino. And, obviously, Tony gollan has got a massive opinion of Antino, thinks it's probably the best horse in his stable. Can't get it into the Stradbroke, but this girl could get into the Stradbroke if she wanted. She's got a ticket. So... Um, going to the mile now is really interesting and it might be a nice uh, nice race to toughen her up for a Stradbroke break if they decided to go that way so yeah i can see why you're uh, why you're leaning her way king
1: tom uh i think i like pretty amazing i think um pretty amazing been running well this prep uh, last run uh wasn't suited at all good track i think if we do get a bit of rain as well i think pretty amazing really comes into it nash on for chris waller um yeah, I really like the way this horse has been running this prep. Um, I'm a massive Zennifer fan as well. It wasn't, wasn't too bad first up as well, and I think we'll um, we'll run all right second up maybe each way on Xenopher, but um, pretty amazing for me. All
0: right. Uh, we're going to skip five. We're going to go to race six, and this is the Chief De Beers. If you ever bumped into Paul Joyce, ask him about his story on Chief De Beers. It's one of the greats. I won't repeat it here, but it is very good. Uh, $3.30 we have for King Kappa. Uh What are we at? It's uh, in from $8. Let me just double-check deductions. Yeah, absolute pounding in deductions. Valmaster came out at that $0.17. Lady Laguna Tavison. Ignore all the flux. King Kappa is $3.30. Goldsboro is there. Sam Collett is riding. It's at $5.50, coming for a win at the Sunny Coast. The big goodbye... Always a really good call if it um if it salutes also one at Eagle Farm and Doom in its last couple of runs. Orbison is there. Tally Marshall. We got a good runner in Zethus and JMac. It's always good seeing JMac on big odds. Prime candidate. Axe. Mashani Sniper. And then we got a few others at big odds. Alex, who takes out the chief to Beers, mate?
3: Um, mate, take your pick. I changed my mind. Uh, more than two or three times on this race this afternoon. I looked at the big goodbye, but then thought, no, nah, he probably wants 1,200 metres. Looked at Axe, potentially doing the first up crush, but uh, sort of looked at his first up record, and he'd probably need to, to bring his absolute A game to be winning a race like this. Um, what I've ended up landing on was Goldsborough, coming through the the 850 metre bat out of hell at the Sunshine Coast this year. And look, I'm just going to treat that as a as a... Pretty nice, tough barrier trial. Um, it was his first run for fifteen weeks. Um, sort of got a really nice run just off the speed. Got into the clear in the straight, and then went to the line with La Amigo, who's a really speedy horse up the Sunshine Coast. But you know, probably doesn't go much further than you know a thousand meters. It has won a few over twelve hundred, but um, I, I thought it was a good effort to to stick the neck out and, and get the dead heat there. Goes up to eleven hundred now, which I think is probably his sweet spot. Um, doesn't have a bad record second up and, um, look, yeah, kind of, he's been around for a while, Goldsboro, but this will only be his 19th career start and he's contested races like the George Moore and and the Derby McCarthy on this day last year. So happy to play him just getting the cover in what looks to be a a pretty hot
2: speed race. King? I totally agree with Nolsey with, uh, the, the big goodbye. I think it's going to be too sharp for it. I think it needs further. Uh, Zuthus has the clear Sydney form. Uh, the Hawkesbury rush with Malkovich winning. I mean, I think that's a decent form race for something like this. Uh, they're both listed great, and I mean, the Sydney side is a pretty notorious for their sprints. So I could spec a little. King Kappa, the favorite. I mean, it's got the excellent track record, a distance record. I have no idea its intention will be trying to spear across from that wide draw. I guess we'll find, and I mean, the 54 killers is. Is a great little drop in weight as well. We will find out pretty quick, smart. I reckon if it's going to win or if it's not going to win. I think the first two and a half furlongs will pretty much determine how close it will be in the top three. But the one that I was—I don't—I didn't think I would be saying this, but I, one that I want to follow is Prime Candidate over eleven ten uh, steps down, running the ATC Cup, much like the Big Goodbye and quite a few of them. That's. Going to run in this race. um Steps down at eleven ten. Gets barrier one. bjorn Josh Parr. Yeah, the map. I mean, it's it's drawn the one. So it, this horse only knows one way. It's going to hold the fence. It's got like quick early speed. I don't know if anyone really wants to contest it. Uh, I think it's going to get in it its own way. And yeah, I think just the price is the other factor as well. I think it's about ten or eleven bucks right now. And I keep looking back at the other horse and go, I mean, yeah, you've got upside, but you're too short or some things just don't match up. And I'm familiar with what prime candidate can do. So I'm kind of landed back at him. So,
1: yeah, I'm going with uh, Bjorn's runner.
0: All right, you're with Bjorn. Tommy?
1: A lot of what Alex uh, said earlier with Goldsboro, I completely agree with. I think I want to be with Goldsboro for all the reasons he said. The one um the one knockout might be Orbison. If um Orbison is back to old Orbison could be a bit of a worry. Um it's trialed well. See how it looks in the yard and if there's a bit of support, could be talked in Orbison, but I'm um, Goldsborough. All
0: right, Goldsborough. We go to the Doom and Cup, second leg of the Quaddy, two thousand meters, million dollar race, and Zaki is the favorite. Drew wide, likewise with Kovalika, J. Mack it's drawn eleven. It's two thirty into a dollar seventy five now. So you could have got 2.30 yesterday. Um, Kovalika is there. It's drawn even wider. Jimmy Orman aboard. It's 8s out to 10s. we got Hueto. Um, we know it can run really well against Zaki. tissue is there. Uh, Numerian, Duas, Zarek, Nonconformist. Look, everything is uh, pointing towards Zaki. Um, look, it's very short, Alex. What do you reckon? seventy five to salute again two weeks after its last win?
3: Yeah, I, I, look, putting the run at some... Runner by runner together yesterday for this Zach. I um I was just really torn because, um, everything did point towards Zaki, and and I just went into the preview thinking, yep, he's going on top. I, it'll be a case of who runs second, third, and fourth. But... The deeper I got into the race, <laughs> I started to I started to look at it, and and then it came back to Price, and and I thought, well, how did they have? And at the time, Kovalika was seven dollars. Uh, Wetor was nine, ten dollars um zaki was around that 225 mark and i thought well i just can't see how kovalika was shorter than zaki um shorter than wetter i should say in this Mm. race um and i thought just looking at the hollandale the replay last start Wetor was so strong through the line just a hundred meters past the post he put lengths on them and look granted zaki was second up that day and he found that customary toughness he fought really hard and and found a little something on the line to hold them off um but just it was just past the line where i saw whether really starting to get to his work that i got excited and and ready to see him step up to 2000 meters so look i could be sitting on the fence here i, I, I could have gone either way i went where at the price um i think he's a terrific each way bet i think Uh, ryan maloney sticks he'll just let him find his feet early there'll be a little bit of speed on with zaki and numerian just naturally going forward um and i think he can really make a strong uh, make a strong case late in play Look, zaki obviously second he'll be up there and he'll battle and and he'll do everything zaki's well known for i thought the other one that was overs was numerian um he's done nothing wrong um he's only had about three or four runs since uh Uh, since winning that q22 um and i thought he'd done nothing wrong basically in that time contesting some really nice races um the other one was uh, obviously a tissue who's drawn awkwardly but gee she's in such great form and i thought that was a sneaky good run uh, at the sunny coast in the hollandale so um with wet or at the price but yeah geez that that move for zaki it's starting to look ominous isn't it
0: that's right. Well, Alex, you thinking in Huetor back-to-back cups, do you agree with him, Coey? Oh,
2: it's just so hard to look past Zaki. I just think that... I know Alex mentioned the speed, but I think it could be a possible case of a little bit of team riding here with Numerian and Zaki. I don't see much speed behind it. I think it could be actually quite moderately set up. And if that were to be the case, the head start that Huetor and Atishu and Kovalika and the likes are going to give the nation pair could be too much. I just just think that if there was a little, uh, an X factor horse, if there were to be an X factor horse, I think Deus could be the one that injects a little bit more speed into this, but I don't know if they want to be going neck and neck against Zaki. So I've got her mapped just behind Zaki. So one out, one back, essentially how I've mapped it. And if Zaki pretty much holds outside Numerian or Inside Numerian, doesn't matter. I think they're the leading pair. I think they're just going to set it up for each other. And I, I could see a Nishim-Cornella in this group, I'm genuinely. I think Numerian is the one that is the knockout, so to speak. But I think Zaki is just too tough. So I just kept going back to Zaki. I couldn't back it at the price, but he is a wait-for-age beast. Uh, he's He won it in 2021. I just think that he is the, the toughest competitor here. But, yeah, I think Numerian, Dayas they're both each way commodities for mine. And as for Kovalika, the, you know, the, I guess the horse that's going to give a little bit more of a flair, this another dimension, should I say, and complexity, it's not, it's grand final. So I just don't think it's going to be up to this weight for age class. Uh, the abscess last week, obviously had to come out of the rough habit. Um, it's a little minor hiccup. I think it's going to be just going around for a hit out. I wouldn't be backing it at that price anyway. So, I would want to stay it like twenties for me to back Kovalika, but yeah, Zaki for me on top. Tommy, can you go past Zaki?
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to touch Zaki to be honest. Not at that price. Um, I I find it really interesting what Cody's actually saying as well. I think in Numer- Numerian has a massive chance. Not even thinking about Annabelle team riding, and you gotta you gotta say that is where all the speed is. The only other two you'd think would be a tissue and possibly uh, Palmetto might be a bit closer as well. Um, yeah, so I, I think Atisha really comes into it too. Actually, and Palmetto's been really good last two starts, but it, its rating's probably not just there yet. So it's it's really interesting with those sort of horses. But in saying that, the, the whispers on Deus is he's, um, she's come back really well. And I find it really um, intriguing that he's come first up into a, and Cup after three trials, so days definitely. If there's a bit of money, I could be talked into, or even um, even you, as well. I I, I just I, I think it's poison odds for Zaki after. Was very lucky to get the job done before. We've seen um, we saw last year all over the shop as well, and where they're getting the best of them. But um, I think the speed battle is really intriguing because there's so many other horses your Kovalikas, even Huerta to a bit of an extent, Deus and No Compromise, really rely on that genuine tempo. So I actually think it's a really open race and I'm really intrigued for this race. There's a couple um, I want to take on, Zaki. I might even go on and lay it, to be honest, because I I want to be with a field. All
0: right, well, if you like that, you can have a, do a couple of exotics. You can stand Zaki out yeah, for second and third and all that sort of gear, so it'll pay well if it doesn't win, but $1.75 seems extremely fucking short, to be honest. Um, all right, we go to the Sprint. Race number 8, 13.50, Scallopini. uh, Won me a cracking multi a few starts ago at Flemington. Uh, it's been backed $7 into four eighty. dollars uh, Boris gets the ride. It's drawn a touch wide, but Cardinal Gem is there. Absolutely 21, so keep an eye on that. Coal Crusher is there. Semi Clipperdon is aboard. No more Dark Prince. Bacchanalia, Jimmy Orman, $8. And we got Clemensu is there. We're in double figures with Holyfield, Kiku, Exceldia. Far too easy. Nothing else has overly been backed. Looks like the top... Uh, Scalopini has been um, pretty well-supported, Alex. Yeah, look, again, nothing much would
3: surprise me in this race, Zach, but um, I can see why the money's come for Scalopini. Like, big weights, wide gates, they don't really bother him, and they haven't in the past. Um, maybe a little bit of a slight risk first up, but um, you talk about a, a horse like Chief De Beers, eight of uh, of Scalopini's 13 wins have come at Doomban. so... You can't say he's not a Doombin specialist, but um, look, I'm looking a little bit wider. Uh, a horse called You called it uh, from the Chris Lees camp. He came up here last preparation and just powered through his grades and ended up winning the listed Loch uh, over 1,400 at Eagle Farm. And from that day, I sort of thought he was a, a sneaky Stradbroke chance. He, he needs to win this to, to get a start in that race. And I know the camp's uh, pretty keen to, to try and sneak him in there this year. Um, look, I thought the first up effort was fair, only fair in the ATC Cup, but I do think he was probably a little bit out sprinted, uh, over the 1200 meters, all last prep. Um, he didn't contest a race below 1300. Um, once the, once the emergencies come out, um, he actually maps to get a really nice run in this race. I think he'll, he can sit one or two pairs back. Uh, in the running line, and um, I think he can make a really nice play at 19 dollars and, and six. a place at the moment. As you said, Scalapini, reason for him, uh, for the money coming for him, an equal favourite now. Cardinal Gem um, in flying form, and geez, isn't Graham Begg flying everywhere I turn at the moment? I see a news story or something about a Graham Begg runner, So, um, but just awkwardly drawn again. Um, and Cole Crusher, I thought, you know. He's always competitive. This is, this is the right sort of grade for him, and he'll be tough
2: on speed. King? Four I want to touch on. I've only had two bets thus far this weekend, and it's both in this race. Um, One's Scalapini. I think everything Alex said I like. <laughs> I, um, I'm with it. I think it's just a tough horse. Can carry weights. Carried 60 the last two starts it's had, and it's won both then in Flemington. Um, and... It, It can handle, I mean, it probably needs to be soft six or better, but it looks to be playing that way. So uh, if that were to be the case, I think it just, yeah, it's a tough horse. We've got a little bit of an investment on it. And the other investment I've had is just a small one on Dark Destroyer. Just really curious how this horse is going to come back. Um, It's had one, uh, sorry, it's according to the keywords they've had two trials down there and then it's coming straight back into a winter carnival where it was last year. I'm not sure what the reasoning was, why it was tipped out for so long, but its last start was a Group win winning the Tarzino at Hastings, over 1,400. This thing screams Bostonian all over again for the true, Queenslanders true. Uh, in the same colours and everything. Uh, so I've had a small go at it, and the other two I want to touch on, nosey's already touched on, Coal Crusher. I think from that draw, it just pings the lids and just... That horse just loves to lead for fun. And if he gets any sort of a picnic up front, look out. It could be a sit and steer. And finally, where's it going? Yeah, Bacchanalia, that draw, barrier one. It'll box seat. It might get the cushiest run in transit. This, The takeover target where it came second behind, think about it, who is the straddy favourite as we speak. Is that form going to be strong enough for this? I guess... This will be the litmus test come Saturday, but definitely backable. So, yeah, those four I could easily respect.
1: Tommy? Yep, make it uh, third for Scalopini. First up, Queensland, always big fan. And um, showed in the spring that it's capable uh, in Melbourne as well. So, um, big fan of Scalopini. Holyfield, uh, back in grade, might be a bit of an each-way chance too. All
0: right. Um we're pretty much done. What do we reckon? Do we want anything of race nine? I know we didn't mention race nine, but if anyone wants to jump in race nine, Renaissance women is fave. Anyone want to chime in?
2: wanted I didn't think it was ready to win last start and lo and behold, it won. So would it surprise for me that it just absolutely brains them here? No, not really. Um, I haven't quite finished the form on this one, but it looks pretty dominant from his part, and I guess the interesting runner, which I need to watch a couple of replays on, is this Sakura girl, number seven, from the Kiwi camp. Mm. Opie Boston coming over from the ditch to ride ride her. So very curious, uh, well-respected at five bucks. And Fireburn, I mean, it just runs an honest race. Uh, whether it's ready to go straight up into 2000, we'll go, I guess we'll find out. But those three look like the market guides to be accurate anyway.
0: Anything to add, Alex?
3: Yeah, I suppose Coey's sort of right. And it's it's funny that Bjorn said uh, he didn't think Renaissance Woman was was primed to win at the coast because uh, everything to me said she would. I, I've been sort of in love with that horse since she won the Ethereal down at Caulfield and I've been following her ever since. And I thought she had she just hasn't had a few things go her way and, and everything looked set up for me anyway, last start. So I, I actually had a good result. Um, so I can't really see anything from the bracelet turning the tables on her here. I do like Super Chilled going out to 2,000. I think she's she's just screaming out for, for the Oaks trip, 2,200. Um, but Coe mentioned uh, Sakura Girl as well, the Kiwi, I think. You sort of want to look at some of those other form lines um, outside of the bracelet and, and she's obviously one of them and, and Fireburn's the other. Always runs an honest race, Fireburn. She's been up for a long time but I'd... Doubt Gary Patelli would be bringing her up here if he didn't think she was she was going well, and she had a pretty strong hit out at the trials recently. So, look at this stage, um, yeah, I, I can't see how they turn the, re- the tables on Renaissance Woman unless it's one of those other form lines.
1: Do you know um, what the weather's going to be like, Nalty? Yeah, so we um, had a no. lot of we
3: had a lot of rain during the week uh, earlier in the week, Tommy, and um, all of the tracks up here were were sodden um so we've had nice dry and sort of breezy conditions um the last few days now you've caught me on the hop a little bit in terms of weather on the day because last time I checked um it was sunny and uh at a nice day so yeah sunny in 22 um and same again tomorrow so
1: yeah I I, I heard a couple of changes because I think early on the week they said it was going to rain on the day but they has said it's going to be clearing. I mean, if, if it was raining all day, I, I'd love fire in a um, nice mm. log in the last. He, um, Portelli showed that uh, she definitely likes the trip, but I think if we get the good weather, then it definitely brings a few others into it. A different one that intrigues me as well is coming a horse coming out of Dubbo in Starliner with Paul mm. and Nasharilla, 51s into 19s. Um, interest in me as well, but yeah, you can you can make a case for a few here.
2: Any of the, Nolsey, uh, yeah? I've actually got a question for Nolsey as well. So the weather's looking mm. pretty, pretty tip top, but in terms of track play at Doombin, I mean, let's say I'm, I've kind of done the form on like a soft five to six at this stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, on those kind of, if it was more to be on the soft six side of things, would you think the late in the piece? Of the meeting, anyway, runners will be coming off the fence a bit more.
3: Look, it's really interesting, King. I, I, I was always told, and and this was I remember walking the track when I I was lucky enough to walk the track one day with Shane Scriven when we worked at Racing Queensland, and he always said when you're coming around the home turn, there's a really nice camber at Doomben, and it cambers down towards the inside. And he 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 said that day, he goes, when it's when it's wet, um, you probably prefer to be off the fence at Doomban. So. Look, I mean, we're talking a drying track. Um, we're talking, I, I think it was supposed to get into about the soft seven range late today. I saw Steve Hewlett tweet something earlier. Um, so I, I sort of, like you, did the form for a soft six. And, and I, to be honest, soft six, soft five, I treat Doomben pretty fairly. Um, it's when you're starting to get really dry that that you're looking, okay, inside barriers on speed and, and that travelator can sort of develop. But soft five, soft six. Um, Particularly, you know, the races over 13.50 and and where they get a fair chance to um, establish their position in running, um, I tend to find that it plays pretty true. Perfect.
0: Where are you, Tommy? Is there anything, uh, provincial, country, is there anything that we need to be watching?
1: Uh, We've got one going around at Newcastle lessing in a 900-metre race, um, She's probably on her last spell before she heads the breeding part. I think 900 suits her. She can't run much uh, past 900. Uh, it's probably a bit late for a golf bet, but um, I'll stick my neck out and say Johnny Ram will go pretty well. <laughs> not a uh, favourite, but uh, maybe uh, I've done a Johnny Ram and a um, Scottish chef, Quinnella. I think that might be the play, and maybe even Spieth um, at a longer price in the golf.
0: All right. Uh, I have one at Flemington, and I think it is the sixteen hundred meter benchmark hundred. I think pinstriped. I think pinstripe's a good bet. I think Keats is there. Keats is obviously going to roll forward and just get run down like he always does, the old um, the old fella. But uh, pinstriped three thirty. I think you can get maybe three fifty. I think it goes back to back.
2: All right, boys. Uh, Coie, anything? I've got Go? one. Yeah, I've got one more. I mean, uh, it's not really. <laughs> For me, but if anyone can find me the winner at fucking the Goodwood this weekend, I'll probably get him a case of beer.
0: I found it too hard, eh? I was going i was, was going to mention it, but fucking hell.
2: Okay, I've had a brief look. Okay, um,
3: okay. I'm throwing one. I'm throwing one wide of the mark, but I'm going to have a have just a small player, Zutori. Um, thought his run wasn't. Too bad. First up, eleven hundred uh, when he carried sixty two kilos. Sabato Excel won the race. Yeah, I know. Is that we're, we're is getting... that growing big as well? Uh, no, Matthew Ellison. Yeah. Mate. Oh, that's um, really Yeah, same, yeah the, those same colours, the the Pine Cliff colours. So, um, I just think dropping down to fifty four and a half kilos, he won a new market with top weight. And look, granted, that was a long time ago, but um, he's only got to find half that form, and and he'll go close here. Yeah, lofty strike is probably. This is the best chance he'll ever get to win a to win a Group One, but uh, three dollars ten. I'm not so sure, and I've I've just seen there's a little bit of money for another award as well. So well,
0: Jason Holder's riding winners for fun at the moment. <laughs> Five last weekend. That was that was pretty cool. He rode to watch. four or something yesterday. I think. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's, he's on. Yeah, he's, so he's nine from twelve. His last rides. Well, there you go. It's pretty insane. Yeah.
3: That's insane. Well, look, Craig Williams isn't one that's uh, that's going too badly himself, and, and he obviously goes to Adelaide this weekend. Same colours as as Giga Kick, um, and he's got his eye in. So around fifteen dollars on the each way, I'm going to have a player on Zutori. All right, Zutori. Uh, I
1: reckon Meneth each way. Love to see Mitch oh, B get a group beer. one.
0: Let's go. <laughs> he said a Chinese a feed. Yeah, yeah. He um. He's a fucking he's such a good follow. If you don't follow him on Twitter, do yourself a favor. One of the greats. All right, boys. Thank you for joining me. A bit of a longer one today, but we did two full meetings. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining me, and then we'll get you back on next week, mate. You um, you're you're doing well. You're doing very well, mate. Well, mate, you you haven't done an entire Pass mark. Are uh, you doing a fast mark? We need some winners. We need some big ones, but you've got found a couple of value this weekend too. So what's next you're telling week? Me. Eagle Farm must be Eagle Farm. Rough Eagle
3: Farm everybody. for the. For the derby That's and the right. Kingsford Smith. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, it'd be a All great right. day.
0: Beautiful. All right, thank you, boys. Enjoy the footy. I'll uh, cut this up and um, best of luck. Have a good weekend. Cheers, boys. Thanks, boys.